the best part of our, our um, relationship, Maureen, is we never know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Hello. Hello, I'm Maureen Younger. I'm Jen Brister, and this is our podcast. And if you haven't ever listened to this before, that is, what are the chances of that? That's not likely, is it? Why on earth are you listening to it now, you weirdo? Um, nothing of interest happens. Strike yourselves in 20 minutes of middle-aged women wittering. Blethering along. Yes. Blethering. Blethering. Great. Yeah, good old Scottish word. So, uh, Joan has been looking after the kids, so it's been a very uh, busy week for you. Oh, God, let's not speak of that. It's boring. <laughs> Maureen, you're, you've had a much more uh, yes, I just eventful come, week. come back from Birmingham, which is why I'm in a posh frock and a and paste necklace. Uh, I was supporting Gina Yashari last night in Birmingham. At the Birmingham Rep. Yes, but oh, lovely. Have you ever been there? It's really nice space. I have, yeah. I have. Very I nice have space. I have not performed there, though. No, I've only been in the audience before, but it was a very nice theatre. Beautiful theatre. Beautiful theatre. And it was a very nice gig, I have to say. Lots of fun. And then... Was uh, it just, who was it? You? Prince Abdi, me with the support, and then Gina obviously did like an hour and ten or something. Oh. And then <laughs> uh, we went to the very posh uh, hotel and had drinks afterwards. You were staying in a posh hotel? No, I wasn't. Don't be daft. I was staying at Karen's, but I, uh, Gina I was, was staying at a posh... Say. Gina was at a very posh hotel. I was going to say, whenever I do support, there is either there is no hotel, or it's it, no, there or is it's not. there is no hotel. There is a well. I hope you get home safe. <laughs> it is interesting doing support because sometimes they just look at you as like, why are you on stage? Do you know what I mean? Because they don't. Do you mean? They always look at you like, why are you on stage? I've done loads of support. I've never walked on stage as a support act and thought they want to. They're happy about this. <laughs> Every single time I walk on stage, it's like they're like, oh god, who's this? I didn't want this. You have to kind of go, look, you didn't pay for it. It's free. It's like an added extra. Think of it as a freebie. It's not detracting from what you have paid for. Well, it Hopefully. might actually. <laughs> it might. You might be one of those people that goes, the first half was so appalling, I won't be coming back. <laughs> well, luckily people people stayed. So it was a very good show. Um, Gina was great. It's only the second time I've seen her uh, on stage. And it was she was brilliant. It's only the second time you've seen Gina yeah, on stage. Yeah, I know. Really? Where have you been? I, I suppose know. she's been in America. She's been in America. She's having a blinking successful <laughs> career. It's weird that, you know, as a black woman having to move to a different country to have a career, who would have thought thought? it in this equal society that we live in with absolutely no prejudice whatsoever? Hey, by the way, have you caught up with Killing Eve yet? Yeah, I've watched all of it. What do you think? I love it. Did you love it? I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. Does anyone not love it? I have not heard a single person say they didn't like it. You know, because I'm trying to write scripts, which I haven't really got my hang of. Now, you look at a script like that and you're like, oh my God, it was so well written. Based on a book, though, isn't it? It's based on a book. Still really well written. Very well written. And the acting is... from the fact that it was based on a book, because it was a brilliant adaptation. And I thought the acting was great. Very funny. And very funny, yeah. And I I think I've got a crush on a psychopath. (laughs) Is that normal? (laughs) Is that okay? Are you allowed to admit that? <laughs> Are you allowed to admit that you fancy a psycho? And Sandra Oh was very good as well, wasn't she? She's great. Well, you know, either one. Who's up for it? <laughs> oh, God, that sounded awful. So predatory. It's really hard to say anything. But well, it's not, actually. Jen, Jen's very, very hormonal easy. at the moment. Just, so just hormonal, to fire. So very angry or um, Yeah, I randy. usually avoid Joke. Jen. I'm literally not randy at all. Just angry. I avoid Jen. Yeah, I, can, I can vouch for that one. I usually avoid Jen when she's hormonal. Ugh. Reasons of my sanity. So she forgot to mention this when we sat forget. To I just didn't mention it. Then. There was no forgetting. I didn't at any point go, well, I mustn't tell Maureen. I just went, don't, don't tell Maureen. So Killing Eve. I've just been catching up with Black, Black Earth Rising, which is also very good. You haven't looked and you haven't started looking at that. No, I, you know, I'm busy. And I'm tired. Uh, 
those are the two reasons why I don't watch television. Sometimes I think it takes a lot of energy to sit in front of the TV, doesn't it? Just no. stare at a screen. No, and think, it oh, God. Oh, I was up at Bradford as well. I did the Bradford Widescreen Film Festival, which was very good. Widescreen Film yeah. Festival. So that is that a thing? It is. A, yeah. It, I saw, so any films that aren't widescreen don't, don't get shown, get shown at so this widescreen. Basically I mean, films from the 1950s onwards. Niche. You know what, though, but I did see Funny Girl in Cinemascope. It's one of the, I think it's the three places in the world that you can watch something on Cinemascope. And it is amazing, actually, when you see it on the like, on a big, proper screen. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. I mean, I went to an IMAX once, and it was too much. Yeah, it's a different kind. I'm like, where am I supposed to be looking? There's too much happening. And anyone's, I don't want anyone's head to be that big. Make their heads smaller. Have you done that 3D? That, oh! That can go fuck off as well. I got set up by, you know, I got my neighbours across the road. They sent me, they put, put this 3D thing, and it was like under, uh, under the sea. I thought they're being really patient watching me, because you do think, you kind of think you really are under the sea. I didn't realise there's a blinking shark comes towards you, didn't I? So they, just, they were just basically waiting for me to scream, which I did, obviously. I screamed and jumped off the sea. It's sofa. not a real shark, though. Boy. No, but it looks like it's a real shark, right. isn't it? Well, that is... 3D, I suppose. That's what's supposed to happen. But I find it's all a bit much. No. I don't want people coming out of the screen. Just be happy with 2D. There you are. That's normal, isn't it? I'm watching a movie. That's what I want. I don't want like a, a flipping all-encompassing experience where I literally, you know, shit out my pancreas because I'm so terrified. Just, you know. And also, do you want to see anyone's head in 3D? Well, apart from yours, I can see your head in 3D. Morning, <laughs> Do you know what I want? And I prefer it in 2D. Thank you. I once screamed so loud uh, in the cinema that I caused a Mexican wave. Everybody just started screaming around me. And then as uh, they left. It's a Mexican scream. Oh, Mexican. It's not a Mexican wave. <laughs> yeah. Maureen as, doesn't know what a Mexican wave is. That's as, as they left, well, this guy came up to me. I don't know about the film, but you sure scared the shit out of me. That's what he said. What was the film, Maureen? It was Dead Again. Four it Weddings was... and a Funeral. <laughs> <laughs> it was just one. It just went worse. Dead again, and you know it was it's just basically Derek, Derek Jacobi's hand. It was Derek Jacobi's hand that yeah. scared you. Yeah, he was the murderer. Right. And I just went. Ah! The worst one was Alien, which I managed to watch without screaming, and then they put the lights up all of a sudden, and I screamed at that. You screamed at the lights going. <laughs> so you went through the whole of Alien, and Alien, um, like just sort of like coming out of somebody's chest, exploding from their yeah. chest, and didn't basically scream. And I was really proud of table. I was really that proud of that. Bit. Yeah. And then it was at the state in Kilburn a long time ago, and the lights just went up all of a sudden. I went, ah, like that just at the end. I think you'd have been holding it in, haven't you? <laughs> You've been holding it in that entire time. You were probably congratulating yourself at how well you yes, held I was. it. In. And you were like, at least I'm not one of those people that started screaming in the film. And then the only thing that I, that was the thing that was the cherry on the cake, wasn't it, boy? And that was the thing that tipped it for you was the lights went up. You weren't expecting that in a cinema. Yeah. Boom. Of course. Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't Thank blame you. you. No, you're welcome. And I screamed at the last James Bond movie and um, basically everybody in the audience just started laughing. So it was a torture scene and everybody was just laughing through it because I just kept screaming. I don't think I saw the last James Bond film. I, I it think wasn't I, very good. I, I stopped at whatever the last one, the one before the last Skylark one. Skylark or whatever. Not Skylark. Skylark. <laughs> Skylark, this famous James Bond film. Where they, where they go twitching together. <laughs> You can see why I was giving the intro to the film. At, yeah, uh, I can Bradford see why you were there. Skyfall, I meant to say. That was pants, wasn't it? Is that the one where Judy Dench dies? Dies, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she'd never she kill off Judy Dench. The only thing in the film that you were like, well, at least when Judy comes back on, we'll there was too many. Like when they went went to, went to Scotland, there was another fight scene. You were like, 
I've got the patience for James Bond anymore, a man saving the world. Come on, do me a favour. I think there's too much evidence to the contrary, isn't there? Man saving anything, do me a favour. I think what we should see is a woman just with a machete just killing men. How about that? Yes, I am hormonal, Maureen. <laughs> What's the problem? What? Nothing, nothing. Hey, I did, I did. Um, so I've been travelling a lot with my tour and I've been very tired. And I think what happened was I hit a wall of exhaustion when I got ill again. And you know when you get ill really, like, yes. very close in succession, you, you, you actually start to lose the will. It is very depressing. It can be it's, depressing it's and debilitating. It's so yeah. depressing. And I, I so I um, basically went on the rampage on the email, just cancelling stuff because I wasn't feeling well. I just thought, I can't do everything. I'm just exhausted. I've got the kids on my own. I'm working nights. I've got to get up early. Take them to... So I cancelled everything. And then within about 24 hours, I just thought... Oh, I wasn't ill anymore. I felt so much better. <laughs> I think I woke up feverish. I had a temperature. I felt all cold and shivery. And then I, I got rid of all the work that was stressing me out in my diaries. I haven't got a day off until December the 11th. And then I just thought, oh, I'll just take all that stuff. I don't know why I haven't done that before. You know, we need to just think, this is common sense, isn't it? Just do but less. When you're self-employed, you always feel like you've got to say yes. I know, you? you do. You think you have to say yes to everything. I think we should have a, have a podcast which is all about saying no to things, Maureen. Now, what what should you be saying no to? Uh, what should I be saying no to? I don't know. Um, saturated fats, probably. Probably saturated fats, <laughs> Maureen, and a lot of sugar. <laughs> That's one thing you can say no to. I'm saying no to uh, whatever that was last week. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, well, that that's the end of that section hey, of the talking, podcast. Talking about women saving the world, have you seen the new Doctor Who? I saw a bit of it last night um, as I was uh, doing the washing up. I'd, I'd, I'd put, put my head in and go, oh, that looks fun. And then I, and then so no. I think the answer is no, actually. Yeah, you're right. The answer <laughs> is no. I haven't seen it. But I, I haven't watched uh, Doctor Who since Tom Baker. Oh, oh, I used to love Tom Baker. Obviously, he was my Doctor Who. And he was great. Uh, so I think I probably will because I like her, and I I think it's absolutely brilliant. A load of children are gonna just think that Doctor Who's a woman, and that's yeah. that. You didn't even watch it when it was David Tennant because David Tennant was fantastic. No, you know? no, 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 no. I I I uh, no no. I was not interested. Oh. And actually, I thought, uh, I mean, David Tennant, I'm sure he's wonderful, but I just thought, uh, what would I possibly gain from this show? And now, I think the opposite, Maureen. Probably mm. quite a lot to watch a Time Lord with two hearts that is a woman. I'm, all, I'm 100%. Uh, the last, epi- the last night's episode got, I never watched it because I was performing, but last night's episode features Rosa Parks and it's had loads of... Well, it, Twitter, Twitter sphere was going mental about it. Why? Apparently it was, no, apparently it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Well, I think it's good to also, a lot of children watch it, probably aren't aware of how awful that time was in the, in the States, and probably still is now, but is, was then, and what black people had to sort of uh, go through. It was basically an apartheid. And, uh, yeah, I think it's great if you're bringing that to the forefront. Um, Maureen, I got an email from somebody that said I hated men. Can you believe it? <laughs> Just to change the subject. Who was that? Hopefully they're not going to listen to this podcast. Oh, God, they wouldn't get through 30 seconds of this. Who was it? Was it a man? I've already talked about macheteing men to death. Um, um, 
<coughs> she doesn't mean it. Um, who? Who? Oh, of course, I don't mean it. Grow up. Who was it? Was it a man? Huh? Was it a man? That, of course, it was a man. He started the letter with as a feminist, and immediately my hackles went up. As any bloke that starts a letter with as a feminist, you know, is not a feminist. As a feminist and a man that believes that women are better than men, I was appalled by your show and shocked with the content. What Why are you so angry? Why do you what? hate men? When, when, do you, when are you anti-men in your... I didn't think I was. I thought it was very pro-men. There's a whole bit, in the, there's a whole bit of my show that talks about how the patriarchy is toxic for men. He just, you know how people watch something and they just hear what they want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then, uh, yeah, he just wrote this really long. E- I just thought, oh. did you write back? I just went. I think you just missed the point of the show. And he went, please explain how. And I thought, no, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. If you don't understand how, love, I can't help you. I'm trying to remember, but I don't think you're. It's anti-men. It's not anti-men. In fact, I give women a really hard time for being so judgy with each other. I think you give everybody a hard time. I think time. I give everyone a hard time. I mean, the person that gets give the worst time, time is me. As a feminist, oh my God. Is there nothing worse than when a man declares himself a feminist? It just really gets on my go. <laughs> but also, feminism, feminism is about women being better than men. It's just saying that we should all have equal rights. I am a feminist, but I really want to control what you say and how you say it. <laughs> and if it isn't exactly what I want to hear, I'm going to tell you that I think it's appalling. And tell you that I'm probably a better feminist than you. That's the worst thing about me. That's the thing that I find most annoying about that email was the inference that he was better at being a feminist than I was. <laughs> oh, literally bog off. I'm surprised you wrote back to him. Oh, got me at a weak moment. <laughs> <laughs> have you had a lot of people write to you after your show? Well, generally, firstly, I haven't uh, had a lot of people write to me. <laughs> But the people that have written to me, and there haven't been many, um, you know, I don't think, I'm not comparing this to Nanette, do you know what I mean? Just, I actually think it, in many ways it's quite a benign show. Um, uh, <laughs> it has been, uh, generally speaking, popular. Uh, and uh, uh, not popular, um, people have enjoyed it and have, and have written positively about it. But uh, suffice to say that the only negative comment came from a male feminist. And you did upset six OAPs in Scotland, remember? Yeah, right. I mean, literally, I couldn't have been happier about that. They, 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 they shouldn't have been there. They weren't Scottish. They were in Scotland. They were very English. They uh, were obviously up in Edinburgh for a weekend. Do you know what? I remember... Uh, they should have gone to go and see something with, that had lots of cop Do you remember doing, co- doing Lesbalicious Comedy Night in Newcastle? Shazzy Mirza. Oh, it's like 300, 300 Geordie lesbians. That um, is one of the worst... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Wait, which one? Not the one, uh, the one at the hyena. Yes. Oh, no, that was better. Yeah, that was all right. No, when they moved it to I that nightclub. I never did that oh, in that nightclub. But anyway, 300 Geordie lesbians, you can imagine. Anyway, uh, Shazzy went on and went, hello, lesbians, which obviously, you know, there's 300 Geordie lesbians. They loved it. A couple of gay guys and perhaps a straight couple had come there by mistake. Anyway, this gay guy came up afterwards and com- complained to Shazzy and I'm really offended that you said hello, lesbians, because you weren't being inclusive. There's a big banner saying Lesbalicious Comedy Night. And Shazzy thought he was joking. He was being serious. I mean, just grow up. Everybody grow up. That would, I mean, I know I've talked about this, I think on this podcast before, but when we used to do that gig um, at... Oh, yes. At, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> at a women's of, only... Of petition fame. 
Well, they signed a petition to ban me. That that place. twice. Um, there was uh, there was I mean one of the one of the ones where I, I a gigs where I actually nearly couldn't breathe. I was laughing so much. Was when Rosie Wilby just did some material about her gran and three lesbians complained and stood up in the middle of a set and went, "As a pensioner, I am appalled that you think it's okay to talk about pensioners in that way." <laughs> and all Rosie had done is say, "My grandmother." I mean. I don't. I think it's legitimate to admit you have a grandparent without three lesbians going off in a huff. Right. Well, I can't. I can't possibly have that. Everybody, grow up. Pick your battles a bit better, please. There's real. There's things we should be really upset about. Rosie will be having a grandparent isn't one of them. Anyway, I've never heard that story before. Did you ever not heard no. that? I'm sure. I honestly. And um, when and and poor Rosie, she dealt with it brilliantly. Rosie's totally just, inoffensive. She's very inoffensive and just and really inclusive. And all I, and I could see her like her face kind of go, oh, I don't really know, understand what's happening here. And she just looked at them and went, well, um, sorry, are you offended that I have a grandmother? And they were like, ah, no, sorry, you can't talk about um, you can't talk about octogenarians or pensioners if you're not one. And Rosie went, oh, and very. Um, I think, quite kindly, said, oh, right, well, I won't do that then. I'll do another bit of material. Whereas I would <laughs> you not have done that. <laughs> you I would have carried on. dug in and done all my pensioner material. <laughs> and if I didn't have enough, I would have found some. I would have found it from somewhere. I would have improvised 15 minutes on pensioners. That's what I like about Jen. You're very adamant, aren't you? I just don't like being told what I can and can't say, particularly when it's something that is as benign as having a grandparent. <laughs> I mean, if I was saying something offensive and I genuinely thought, oh, I've upset somebody, of course I wouldn't continue. But that, I just think, oh, get a life. But anyway, I um, was standing at the back of what was basically a cupboard. It's a really small room. <laughs> it was a really small I just, And I, could, I was laughing so hard, I couldn't, I don't think I could breathe. <laughs> Were you and comparing? I, was I comparing? I think I was closing. I think somebody else was comparing. I wasn't comparing. I, was, I mean, I was, on the, P. I was on the bill, but I definitely wasn't it's comparing. Kathy P, probably. Um, I, I don't think I was comparing since I'd had that petition signed to ban me. <laughs> so. Yeah, I got banned twice, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you mostly get complained about at my gig. Yeah. yeah. She stood in, in for me once. Like, I've been doing the gig for about six years. Jen stands in for me once. once. Yeah. And there's official complaints. Yeah. I think I had a go at a lesbian for not laughing. Yeah. When, when really and truly, that is their natural resting face. <laughs> Jill admitted it to me very, very... Uh, in my back garden, I remember going, yeah. just so you know, Maureen, there might be an official complaint about it. <laughs> there might be a complaint, Maureen. <laughs> Why? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Maureen. You know what these women are like? They're so sensitive <laughs> about being insulted on a night out. <laughs> Which is basically what I did. <laughs> She was really, um, uh, I tell you what it was, it was that new material night and she was being very unsupportive of the new act, so I had a go at her. And then what happened, we did a gig together and the people who complained were at the gig and I mentioned that people from my uh, gig were there. Not the people that complained, because I didn't want to put Jen off. I went, oh, no, no, not not them. So Jen went on stage and then did jokes about the people who complained. Of course I did. And actually, it was was them. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I suspected it was them. (laughs) I, I hoped it was them. And then he went, you know they're in the audience. I was like, oh, yeah, brilliant. Boy. But I kind of knew that they were there. But also, it was like, why not? I don't think I enjoyed it enough at the time. I have to re- rehash it. I just 
they know exactly how I feel? This has been quite an aggressive podcast, I think. And Jen's been, uh, talking about being adamant, you've been on having quite a few fun train journeys, haven't you? Oh, Maureen. <laughs> because I've been so tired, I got on the wrong train in Brighton, I just, the wrong platform, so instead of getting on, they're next to each other, and everyone was running for the train, and they left within about two minutes of each other. And I said to this guy, does this go to Brighton? And he went, yes. So I got on the train. And then, anyway, uh, sort of nodded off, woke up in, I don't know where, Wool, Wool Burton something, <laughs> Wooling Dean Burton Shire. Anyway, I was absolutely nowhere bloody near Brighton. I was on my way to East Grinstead. <laughs> I had to go back to East Croydon. So what should have been a journey where I was like, I got home at midnight. I got home at like quarter to two or something. Oh, oh it was awful. After a, after a gig, I can't remember where I'd been gigging, but I'd I'd managed to get up early and go right. I've got to go because oh, I've got to get my train, no. and uh, didn't get my train. And then yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a nightmare. And then was touring in Swansea and uh, Felicity Ward, another uh, comedian, another great comedian. She is another great comedian, as if I'm a great comedian. She is a great comedian. Doesn't matter. Anyway, she was there, I was there. We uh, travelled, and we were both uh, touring, we had our tour shows in Bristol, so we got the train together, and as is my way, very, very, I always sound incredibly confident, often... Adamant, I think is the word. Adamant, often don't know anything. But you don't let that stop you? No, I just, uh, yeah, feel quite confident that this is what is the situation. I had two train tickets. One, I said, one's going... um, I've got seats that to go to Cardiff, and then I've got new seats from Cardiff to Bristol. And I went, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, maybe it's a mistake. <laughs> no, there was no mistake. Change at Cardiff. <laughs> yeah, that would have been the clue. That would have been the clue. <laughs> so uh, I got uh, Felicity on the train. She went, I think it was, she was like, do we try, change on this train? Do we change at Cardiff? I went, no, this goes straight through... To Swindon. It doesn't go to Bristol. <laughs> so there we are. Uh, we had a, lo- a lovely little detour <laughs> to Swindon. I, and I had a, to do an, a, a radio interview, and I thought, I'm never going to get there. Uh, uh, and I was like, oh, well, that's that. Anyway, I did manage to get to the radio interview, but then I had to explain to Felicity why I told her to stay on a train, even though my ticket said change at Cardiff. <laughs> just sort of looked at me <laughs> with a far-off look on her face as in, oh, mate, you're an idiot. And she's she's Australian, by the way. She's Australian. She hasn't got a speech impediment. <laughs> uh, and uh, to be fair, she was pretty good about it. And uh, we got an Instagram post out of it. So all, all, all's well that ends well. <laughs> all's well that ends It was well. a good photo, by the way. Check out Jen Brister's, uh, Jen Brister Comedy is the Instagram handle. Check out my uh, handle. I'm like, what my handle? Don't check out my handle. How dare you? Check out my Instagram. I mean, don't. There's nothing on there. Yours is more interesting than mine. See, just just various it. photographs of food on Maureen's chest. <laughs> it's not just that. I put some old pictures up as well. Yeah. There's me at the Theatre Museum the other day. That was a lovely photo. Yes. I mean, a, a lot of those are from when you were like... In my 20s. Yeah, but... yeah. Very good photos, Maureen. I know. I don't really. I don't really put photos of me now, but you know, hey ho. You should. Yeah. This is me at the station. <laughs> this is the thing. People say to me, "You're not using Instagram properly," and I think, "Oh, but 
I just put a photo up every now and again. What are you supposed to do? Oh, Apparently listen. you're supposed to have stories. Yeah, I know. Where you take a photo of your headphones and then write, new headphones or something. Really? I haven't got time for that. But also my camera, my camera on my phone is rubbish as well. So it's, Which is bizarre given that it's an Alcatel. <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre given that you've chosen an Alcatel phone. Alcatel well known for its <laughs> quality in cameras. Oh, it is a terrible. I have got to. Get I did tell you that. Yeah, you, you did tell me that, and I, I ignored you. you. But it's always out to ignore you. me. It's free. It's not free, Maureen. <laughs> there is a contract attached to it. Yeah, no, no, but that's only till. Anyways, um, I think we'll just. It doesn't matter. Doesn't Alcatel matter. is perfectly good, Maureen, and we would never want to, you know, slag off a product on our premium podcast <laughs> which we might be now influencers <laughs> yes influencing listeners hey, as met, to what they can, should and shouldn't use on Friday I was gigging at Seaford and I met somebody the woman who runs it living the highlight oh yeah I didn't want to drop names but she actually listened to our podcast and she's listened to all the Outlander ones and she's never watched Outlander just ones just Karen yeah Karen Morton Karen thank you for listening thank you honey there's no reason for you to be listening to this utter tripe and Claire got me an Outlander bag I'm not going to Outlander tote bag Oh, have you? Did yeah. she make it? No, she did. <laughs> she did make it. She bought it. I mean, she could have made it. Oh, yeah. But she In didn't. fact, I'm pretty sure if Claire started doing Outlander uh, products and, uh, oh. you know, we could, we, could, we could probably... Yeah, I think there's a copyright issue. No, there. there's no copyright issue. We don't get any of the proceeds It'd be distributed between Claire and the Outlander, but, you know... I think this could be a sideline. Could be a sideline. All right. Well, me and Joe are going to work on our business model. Um, I think we've we've done enough, haven't we? I think so. I mean, what else have we got to say? Well, well, if you have got anything, we should leave it for the next one. Yeah. Have you got anything to say? Yeah, but I'll leave it for the next one. You're going to leave it for the next one. Yeah. And on that mysterious note, well, something might well happen before the next one, Warren, in which you could contribute something to. Maybe you're. I don't know, have eaten a pie in it. I had a salad today. That was good. 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 I'm trying good. to eat it more healthy. Saying that I had a sandwich and a milk chocolate beforehand, but. Nothing wrong with the sandwich, Maureen. Yeah, it was chicken mayonnaise. It's okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, this health kick's really not. I mean, we're, we're in. We started the health kick in January. What is it now? October. <laughs> I've yet to do anything healthy, Maureen. Never mind. Okay, guys. Goodbye. Bye.